You have to say, I'm worth it. I count to have this, I have, you know, life is this game changer. Life is the big game, right? I want to show up to it. I want to be healthy. I want to be um, full of joy. I want to see and experience life to the best of my ability. But I can't do that if I'm running on a half empty tank. I yeah, can't exactly. do that if I'm, I'm running on low fuel, right? So it's your priorities. And that's why people find it challenging. Priorities is the number one. Because if you can't get your priorities right and understand this is about me and looking after myself, then it's going to be really hard to make this into a habit. This week, episode 12 on Dreams Into Success, we have Tammy Ruse on the show to talk about the power of meditation and how to show up each and every day and be fully present. Today, we welcome a positive and empowering dear friend of mine to the show with a PhD, Empowerment Master, Meditation Facilitator, and best-selling author with her book, Presence is Power, I Am the Gift. It is no wonder that Tammy has been changing lives through her practice of mindfulness and meditation techniques for years. Working closely with leading organizations such as The Age, ESPN, Big Four Banks, Universities, Smiling Mind, and many CEOs and professional athletes, as well as running private retreats with Nurture 360 Group. It is a pleasure, to, pleasure and so timely to welcome the wonderful Tammy Roos to the show. Welcome, Tammy. Thank you, Chris. Lovely to be here. Appreciate the opportunity. No, absolutely. Thanks so much for coming on. I'm excited to sort of learn and discover even more about all things mindfulness and, and the power of meditation today. Fabulous. Tammy, I want to start with, we've known each other for a while now, but I'd love to still take me back through your story and what led you down the path of discovering meditation. Yeah. So, and, and it is good. I think it's always important to paint the story so people have a full understanding because it wasn't something that I actually um, thought this was what I was going to do my whole life in terms of um, going down this road. It wasn't until 1999 that I actually went and learned to meditate. Paul and I went off and did this um, primordial sound weekend uh, meditation workshop. And to be honest, neither of us had a clue what meditation was, what it was meant to do for us, you know, the pros and cons, nothing. It was just that somebody said to us, a girlfriend said, look, really think you should try this. It's amazing. So at the time I thought, look, we've got nothing to lose. Let's go, go do this. And it was extraordinary because what I realized in that initial weekend of three days was that it was almost like this was this missing link to my life. I'd never really paused or stopped. I was always on the go, 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 go. And I hadn't realized until I did do that, that I was actually personally, again, without having a conscious awareness of it, because I thought this is just the way I am. I was actually really burnt out. I was tired. I had nothing left in the tank. Mm -hmm. But by stopping and pausing that weekend, all of a sudden I realized oh my God, I'm actually exhausted. And this feels so good just to stop and give myself permission to do something that was about me and for me. And I also realized because I had two young children or we had two young children, I wanted to be more present for them and have more patience and be calmer. And I didn't feel like I was showing up in that capacity to the best of my ability. And it was kind of like, where did the Tammy I knew, (laughs) where did that Tammy go? Because I was just so tired and burnt out. I had left my country, my family, home, all the things I knew, um, moved to Melbourne because obviously I married Paul. And then I was in Melbourne one year, kind of got set up there. And then Paul obviously moved to Sydney Swans. So I had done kind of like three pretty major moves in relocating 
from California to Melbourne, then Melbourne to Sydney in a very short space of time um, and having children. And we didn't have the family support. So I didn't really understand how much I was doing. And I was kind of like putting myself last. So I was burning the candle at both ends. So this, this empowering practice that I began with meditation, it became this non-negotiable for me because I was like, wow, I really need this. And I cannot afford to stop this because I have to look after my health. I've got no one else here that can do this for me. But to be honest, that's a bigger truth that we can get into later for everyone else here on the call. So I had to really do something, which was I have to start looking after me so I can be there for the boys mm. who were two and three at the time, be there for Paul. Um, you know, but the most important person I had to be there for first was me. And it took a long time to understand the importance of that and why that is fundamentally one of the greatest, I guess, awarenesses that we can get in our lifetime. Yeah. That's, uh, I mean, Geez, Tammy, I'm exhausted. I, I sort of knew your story, but I'm exhausted hearing all that. <laughs> you know, moving, <laughs> moving countries. You know, um, being a mum. You know, and completely moving away from everything that you've known. Coming over to Australia. You know, with, with Paul. Um, you know, and and doing everything that you were doing, and and then realizing how exhausted you were and how fast paced everything was. And now, you know, just to hear that message from you now, how important it was to, gee, you know, take a step back, slow down take a breath and and then and then as you said almost that um you know an analogy about putting your mask on first on the plane you know looking after yourself first absolutely and it is so important like that's that big thing because i think right now what's happened is we have such an awareness now a discussion around mental health but what people don't understand is there, there became this almost negative connotation we all know that people started saying you know get stop the stigma etc um, because there was this negative connotation around the mental health aspect, but we all have mental health, just like we all have physical health. So the biggest difference is that we readily accept you and I both for years now, Chrissy, we both know, okay, we'll look after our physical health. We'll go to the exercise, we'll go to the gym, we'll go for a walk. We try to eat the right foods, drink the right fluids, get enough sleep. But all of that's really about how we want our body to physically operate. We don't consider that if we have physical health, what about our mind? We have mental health too, and every person on the planet has it. So that's something that really has to change this conversation, this awareness, hang on a minute. I only prioritize my physical health. Why am I not prioritizing, excuse me, prioritizing my mental health because we all have it. And the best analogy I have for your audience is, we are the first, most of us, I would say, I don't want to stereotype here, but most of us would be, so on it if we got a message or an email or a car flashed time for your next service that you'll book in a service for your car because we want it to run optimally so we'll get it in okay yep we need the oil change we want all the fluids checked or rotate the tires or whatever it might be we're going to do that because we know in order to have a car that we want to get optimally from a to b we have to look after it right yeah. we also know about refueling it we need petrol in it in the tank so refuel it to look after our car and what's really, really fascinating to me, the more work that I've done in this field is people don't understand, okay, I just said to you, we look after our physical, but how are you recharging your mind? What are you doing for the mental health? And can you understand that you need to give your mind a bit of love too? You need to love your mind because it's literally working for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. And you literally, literally don't have a chance to say to your mind, 
turn off, I want to break, time out, I want to quit, whatever. It, it's So you can see how people have, as you mentioned at the start of the call, Chris, with, with our pace of life, we've gotten so much more frenetic. We are having this expectation and, you know, and again, on ourselves and others that we're working longer hours, working harder and faster, but also we, we kind of have lumped into this, but we're still going to go do the trip or we're going to go out at night. And so we're burning the candle at both ends and we're not pausing. And that's a tremendous load on our mind and really leading to feeling overwhelmed and burnt out. Yeah, geez, that's a great message, Tammy. And, it, and it, I was, you probably can see me on the other screen just nodding my head. Like I'm so, um, I can really resonate with that so much because, you know, growing up and I didn't know anything about meditation or mindfulness or anything like that. It was all about, particularly, you know, from a love of sport, it was all about, you know, eating the right foods, you know, getting your physical state, but never did I ever think about the mind. And even now, you know, again, relating it back to athletes is you hear them so much talk about how it's, you know, 90% is your mind, you know, when they go out there and perform or um, whatever it may be. So it's, yeah, it's so important. And I, and I agree with you about really trying to have that sort of, you know, good quality time to spend with looking after yourself and, and your mindset. Absolutely. And I think, and, and like you said, with the mind, I mean, it is, it's about what's above the shoulders. So when, when Paul had me um, start meditation at the Swans in 2003, it was the first AFL club to actually endorse or bring someone in to teach meditation to the players. And some, I remember at the time people were like, what are you doing? Like, you know, like yeah. you're doing what, um, how are the players reacting? How are they going with this? What do they think? And because again, you got to remember the timing of this, that was a little bit airy fairy in people's minds. Why would you do it? But logically, if you thought about it, players had everything else in terms of diet, they had strength and conditioning coaches. They had their line coaches. They knew about weights, running, training, kicking the ball. But it was going to be what was going to be above the shoulders. Can you actually look after the total person that potentially had this huge impact, not only on game day, but in their everyday life, you know, their personal life with family and friends or wives, children, partners, the whole bit. Absolutely. Many of, uh, and I agree, Tammy. So, so many of us have heard of the terms, you know, mindfulness or inner peace or meditation and you know, a lot of people may not know exactly what they what that is, but why why should we why should we meditate? I know you've already touched on a few of those benefits, but what why are the, what are the benefits of meditation, and why should we be doing it? Perfect, great question. Um, look, I want to actually set this up first with just saying for anyone who doesn't meditate and doesn't know what meditation is, I just want to give the really succinct definition of meditation first, just to paint the picture. So. Meditation simply is learning to relax the body and quiet the mind. So it's a form of relaxation. So it's like you've got this tool in your wellness toolkit that is literally about relaxation. And if you can get your head around that, if you ever had a kind of like a, you know, a feeling or like there was this some hesitation or resistance to try and meditation, think of it as really learning to relax. All right. So it's a form of relaxation. The benefits are so varied and many and there's so much scientific evidence behind it. So again, I'll probably try to do a really succinct one and put a few scientific facts in here so that your audience has a, a really good um, overview of this. So number one, I guess, again, and this is based on all the research and data that's been studied around the world for countless years now. Number one is meditation works. It's natural. It is easy. There's no um, you know, side effects, so to speak. 
Um, but what needs to happen is that you actually practice. You actually have to do sit and you have to actually practice because meditation is a cumulative practice, which means the more you do it, like anything in life, the better you get at it. The number one benefit is the reduction of stress and anxiety. And why is that so important? I really want you to, to kind of go with me on the journey here. When we're stressed, we know what that sometimes feels for us in our body. We might get headaches. We might feel like our shoulders, we've got the, you know, a cement on our back, or we just feel that tension in our overall, you know, that, well, that our physical body just feels tense and we don't really feel optimally well. But also what happens when we're stressed is the number one precursor to poor communication is stress. So we don't communicate effectively. So a lot of people don't realize that. So if you're feeling stressed, and some of you may have had this experience before where you start a conversation and you were stressed to begin with and you think, this is a train wreck. Why did I start this? Because everything's coming out wrong because you're feeling stressed already, right? So you know that you become a shallow breather when you're stressed. So that means your body's not even getting in as much oxygen. So from a physical standpoint too, the impact of stress on our body, okay? We know that stress depletes our immune system. It's a big, big impact on our immune system. And the opposing part of that is, and I, I think I love giving this stat, but Harvard just this year released the latest study, I think it was about March or April of this year, that a six-week consistent meditation practice reduces, sorry, improves your immune system by 31%. So again, this link wow. between stress and the immune system, and now you meditate, and you do this consistently and your immune system is boosted by 31%. We also know that when we're meditating, the left and right hemisphere of our brain becomes coordinated. And how we know that is because those little electrodes that you can sometimes you've seen on maybe magazine covers or elsewhere, people can get tested with EEG machines and we, we can actually test and see what's happening with our brain waves. So we know that the brain waves are, are affected when we meditate, we go into that meditative flow. And what they've shown is that you become much more coordinated and orderly with your thinking, which means your focus increases, your clarity increases. You procrastinate less, you become more efficient with your time. You're much more effective. So if you think about that as well in terms of how we're navigating our day, and a lot of people say to me, oh, I have no time to meditate, but I say, I know. And that's probably one of the biggest paradoxes of meditation because I'm asking you or any other meditation teacher or even your health professional that says you need to learn to meditate is saying, okay, you're going to have to give up something. It's 10 minutes of your time. But if you know, if you literally know, you're going to be more efficient with your time, you procrastinate less, you're orderly, all of a sudden aha moments start happening too. So you get insights and answers to problems or questions that you were wondering. But when you're orderly, so that left side of your brain, the analytical thinking side of your brain becomes coordinated with the right side of the brain, the creative. You create a bridge between the two. And all of a sudden, bingo, it's like the aha moment, right? Yeah. So life becomes easier. So your energy has increased, you're sleeping better, your stress is reduced, your personal relationships are enhanced because you're not stressed, you're communicating more effectively. We know that, again, your time is used efficiently. So if you can, I mean, just these things that I'm saying alone, it's like, why would you not meditate? It is the number one, it's a game changer. and yeah. It literally, it, it changed, you know, it did change my life. And my background prior to learning meditation was I had an MBA in international management. I thought I was going to be in the business world. This is what I was going to do. But 
I became so passionate about what I was experiencing because the changes in my life were so big. I went back to school. I got my PhD in parapsychic science and wrote my dissertation on meditation. And my meditation was literally based upon the cumulative effect of a meditation practice on the mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual bodies that lead to more contentment and peace of mind and clarity of thinking. So that was my entire premise. And the data and research is there. It stood the test of time. But the other thing I just want to say to the audience too is all those key things I've just said now, science hasn't come up with a pill for it. You cannot find this anywhere else. So someone might say, look, go get a Valium if you're stressed. Okay, yeah, but is that really going to help me be more productive? Am I going to get orderly with my thinking, my focus, my clarity? Like you have to think about, so again, and I'm not saying again, if you're on Valium, I'm not, that's no judgment. What I'm trying to just paint the picture here is that meditation can actually tick many boxes once you've learned, it's absolutely free. Like it's a, it's a gift you have that you can learn. And it's a tool that you can keep working with for the rest of your life to not only benefit you, but every other person in your life. Oh, totally, Tammy. And I just, I was like, I obviously know the benefits of meditation, but just to get that reinforcement then from you, like, and, and look, I'm, I'll put my hand up. I, I want to, I'd love to do it more, but I, I don't. And I need to become more daily or, you know, certainly more regular with it. So but why do we all know about these benefits and, and, and the great things that it does for us as a, as a person? It increases our immunity, like, it, like you said, it reduces stress. Why does something so simple in trying to concentrate on our breathing for, you know, even, even a short period, like two to five, 10 minutes, why is it yet so hard for people to sit down and do, or, or, or yeah, what, why is it so difficult for people to do? So I'm kind of hearing two questions in the one question there, Chris, there's yeah. two, two ways there's, and I will answer it two different ways. So, um, number one, okay. Why is it difficult to sit and be still and and do for two to five minutes? I'll answer that first and foremost. Um, and that is really, it's about our priorities. And if we really don't have our health as in our mental health as a priority, it's really hard to actually say, I'm going to dedicate this time to myself. So it's about our priorities. If we're actually emphasizing, I, I really, um, love my, you know, my, how I feel, it is self-care. It's not selfish. It's self-care. It's about how we do those practices that are going to benefit us and everyone else. And, um, I did a, I did a great call with Adam Goods, um, last month and he actually said it better than, you know, he, he just articulated it so well. He said, if I can't find 20 minutes, then I really, I don't, I'm not valuing myself. I don't have my self-worth is low. Mm. And it's so true. We have to value ourselves. So we have to put a priority in place to say, I'm worth it. And with 1,440 minutes in a 24-hour day, if you can't take 10 minutes out of your day to look after your health, then you really do need to question, do I care enough about me or my health and well-being? Or do I actually, perhaps, am I experiencing low self-worth and and maybe it's so low self-esteem, whatever it might be, because you have to value it. You have to say, I'm worth it. I count. I have this, I have, you know, life is this game changer. Life is the big game, right? I want to show up to it. I want to be healthy. I want to be um, full of joy. I want to see and experience life to the best of my ability. But I can't do that if I'm running on a half empty tank. I yeah, can't exactly. do that if I'm, I'm running on low fuel, right? 
So it's your priorities. And that's why people find it challenging. Priorities is the number one. Because if you can't get your priorities right and understand this is about me and looking after myself, then it's going to be really hard to make this into a habit. Dalai Lama said at one time, if you don't, can't find 10 minutes in a day for yourself, you need to find 20. Mm. Okay. And that's you need how it works. Yeah. You have to do the inner work. This is about you. You have to understand what's going on. The second thing that I want to prior, um, say with that is when you're talking about sitting and being still and why is it hard? We have 70,000 thoughts a day going through our mind, the average human being. So oftentimes what happens when people are learning is they all of a sudden realize how busy their mind is and it's confronting. All of a sudden they go, I can't do this. Oh, this is too hard. I, you know, I'm going to quit before I really get going. Or they go into the opposite, which is I don't want to feel what I'm feeling now by being still. And, and so I'm, you know, I'm going a bit deeper here on the call with you, but this is what happens for people. We really want to shift it. It's like, Let's just talk about this, get it out there in the open because this, this information and the knowledge actually empowers you. So yeah. if you're finding it uncomfortable to sit there because of whatever's coming up, my, the best um, advice I have is just continue by going back to the breath because energy is real. We are energetic beings and that energy, so to this shall pass, a great quote, it's going to move. So what you're feeling today is not necessarily what you're going to feel in an hour's time or tomorrow morning, like the energy moves. We all know that. We can be driving in a car in a great mood. Someone cuts us off and all of a sudden we're angry. Yeah. What just happened? What just happened? So what I'm saying is energy moves, it shifts. So we're emotional beings. We're having a human experience, but we have these emotions. So that's if we're getting uncomfortable. If it's more around our thoughts that we're having, then I would suggest to people to listen, physically listen with their ears, Chris, to the sound of their breath. Because what science has shown is if you listen to the inhalation, and I'm going to exaggerate this here for the call, but if I listen really clearly with my physical ears again, guys, and go in and out, I'm listening, I can't have a thought. You can't have a thought. So if you're focused on the sound of your breath, you can't think at the same time. If you're thinking, you're not focusing on the sound of your breath. So, Tammy, is that how people you just mentioned it then is that how people shift their energy or shift their mindset by purely just concentrating on their on their breath and just nothing else at all it's it's one way to um to shift energy for sure because you have to if you stay in that space and you do a three to five minute breath awareness exercise where you're just concentrating on the sound of your breath what you notice is Instead of your focus being external, it becomes internal because you're listening. So then your body relaxes, your mind becomes quieter, and everything comes home to you. So why is that important? Because for the most part, from the minute we wake up, our focus is external. Mm. We are making decisions. We are constantly going, okay, I'm going to get up. Will I run? Won't I run? What am I going to wear? What's to do on the to-do list? Am I going to have a coffee? Am I going to have a water? From the minute we wake up, we go into externally focused. So true. And one of the things is they just, we pick up our phones. First thing we do, what's happening else around the world, isn't it? That's something I've yeah. tried to do now is I don't look at my phone until maybe nine o'clock now. I yeah. just try and 
have my morning. And that's the best thing you can do because at the thing, and I, and I will say this because I really feel that people have to start understanding what's happening to their energy. If you, if the first thing you do is pick up the news and we all know for the most part, it's pretty negative. There's not yeah. a lot of positive news going around. Yeah. What are you doing to your energy at the start of the day to set your day up? You've absolutely already energetically mentally gone into a lower energy field and you feel overwhelmed there's so much negativity there's you know and we're we're becoming almost um you know uh what's the word conditioned to just well this is as good as it gets whereas my priorities and what i've talked a lot um to people about this year with the current you know 2020 environment is stick to my small daily habits that are going to empower me so i can only speak for myself but the first thing i do when i wake up is i don't look at my phone i meditate i meditate i hydrate and i exercise i do those and bingo um and, and, you know it's it's amazing the greatest quote i heard the other day was master the master the morning master the day mm. Johnny Stevens, yeah. So he was amazing. Um, ex teammate of Paul's and Paul also coached him. And I loved it. And I and it was so true. And I just loved the way he said it. Master the morning, master the day. And it is so true because that's how I look at my day. i i I didn't have that mantra, but that's how we've been setting up our day every day. And that's, you know, and it has been for us, it's a non-negotiable, as I said. I, I've been doing this for 23 years now. Yeah, it's something that is so automatic. I don't have to tell myself to meditate because I know if I don't meditate, I know the difference in how I feel. I know my day is not going to be in flow. I know my day is not going to just feel like there's this grace and that everything's just, un, you know, going as it should be. Because to be honest, I think a lot of us have enough challenges as it is. So I want to give myself the best opportunity to have the best day possible. Oh, absolutely, Tammy. And I think you've hit the nail on the head there. Like, uh, uh, it's, and they all, you hear it often, you know, if you go and exercise or if you start your day in the right way, it sort of, as you say, it does flow throughout the day, doesn't it? And it's just so important absolutely. to sort of look after yourself, as, as you say. So clearly there's been so many benefits for you, Tammy, and, and I can see your energy in talking today, how passionate you are about it. And I'm feeling great just being on the call with you. But has, has it... How has it really improved your life as well? Like, like since 99, when you went on that retreat with Paul, um, you know, you've moved from the States, you know, you're away from your family. It's been, I assume, a real tool for you that's really given you yourself inner peace and, and joy as well. Absolutely. And I actually love the question because if I look back on the journey and I look back where I was then, as I said before, I didn't know I had this missing piece to my, I didn't know there was a missing piece to like my health platform regime or my well-being. Um, I'd always been involved in sports. I, I, you know, ate really healthy, drank a lot of water. I mean, Paul was a professional athlete. Like we were trying to do the right things, you know, as his wife, I was supporting him as well. So trying to do the right things. And it wasn't until I did this that I realized, but I wasn't doing what I really needed from the internal realm. Okay. As in, because what you start to realize the more you meditate is you start becoming aware of you again. So I, by bringing the awareness back to you, it's like, wow, you start understanding. I like that. I don't like that. I didn't realize that before. <laughs> I enjoy this. I don't enjoy that so much. 
that's a trigger that just popped up. Why did I get so angry? Wow. What did that just happen? You know, so you start having this, almost this, this dialogue internally with yourself where you go, these aha moments just keep clicking over. And the more you do, what happens is you realize that with this emotional regulation that you go through with meditation, the longer you do it, it's like water off a duck's back. Things that used to affect you just don't affect you any longer. And that was one of the biggest shifts I noticed was like, I just didn't get frustrated and angry like I did before. Yeah, because I just, I, I just, I was able to shift everything out. I definitely had more pa um, patience and I definitely had more energy. And those were two of the things that I really, really was um, probably low on. Mm. So that probably for your listeners, they go, yeah, but that's what you said at the beginning. So yeah, those improved dramatically. But the, I guess the one thing that really shifted for me, if I'm really, really honest, was I learned to value myself because I didn't have a, I was putting myself last. Self-worth. Yeah. Self-worth. I was definitely thinking that it was about looking after Paul, the boys, my friends, everyone first. And I was last. And I had to really question myself why I was doing that playing the martyr. I had to own that. Like I was playing the martyr and like, and it's amazing because again, it's, it's so enlightening the more you have this journey and it's like, I can't play this blame game. I've done this to myself. How is this serving me by getting myself to a point where I want to blame someone or be angry at them? I chose to do or not do something. So it's on me. So this whole idea of personal responsibility was a hundred percent, um, I guess really honed in on me that this is my life. I have to take personal responsibility. I need to know that I'm looking after my health and I have to be the best version of Tammy for me so I can be the best version for everyone else. Oh, absolutely, Tammy. So, so, so how do we slow down then? Like, you know, there's so many distractions. We've just spoken about it, the media, the social media, the influences, our mobile phones, you know, um, whether we're working, going from meeting to meeting, coming home, seeing our family and, and kids or whatever, how do, how do we slow down and how, how do we be, be more present with our loved ones? Well, number one, I think that the, the biggest thing is, is when, when you're not able to be present, okay, I, I just want to kind of take you through a scenario. You think about it. You grab your mobile phone. You watch people now in cafes at tables. They're all on their mobile phones. They're not really looking up. They're not really talking. They're not engaging. Um, or they're even sitting in front of, t of a television. They still have their mobile phone out. Yeah. I remember at one stage, I remember being in a room and I was with people. They were texting each other and we were in the same room. They couldn't even ask the question. And I thought, what's going on here? What is actually happening? So you talk about this. How do we, how do we become more present? First and foremost, we have to really understand there's some underlying things happening and we're using our devices as distractions now mm. because maybe, maybe we do feel the world is too scary at the moment, or maybe we're so overwhelmed from work. We've just had the busiest day. We just want to like decompress, but instead of doing it in a healthy way, we're actually going to a tool, technology, which is actually impacting us even further, okay, with social media and thinking I've got to answer that mobile phone and I've got, or sorry, the, the text message or the, the, the post or I've got to put something on Facebook or I've got to do a live story or I've got to, that email came through. And the numbers of people I've worked with that are in companies that are international and they say, 
I'm answering my phone at 3 a.m. And I say, why? Why? What, what happened to balance? And it's really key to understand this. Again, we have to come back to an idea of balance. We have to choose to actually put the phone aside for a while to become more present because we are using it as a distraction. It's become a tool. It's like a bit of a cop-out, yeah? yeah? And we bought into it and we think that we have to be on it. And like, and I was laughing because I said to um, obviously we have, Paul and I have two kids, 26 and 24 now. I got my first mobile phone at 34 years of age. And guess what? I lived, I survived the earth didn't end. Like nothing, it was like, you know, like nothing stopped. And I really remind myself of that. So if I leave my phone at home and I go out, that's okay. Because I'll get that phone when I get home. I'll get the message when I get home. Hmm. But I really question why people think they have to be on 24-7 and answer people now. That's a really big thing I've seen that people are doing. They're buying into this idea. I have to answer someone in this moment, be it email again or text messaging or answering the phone call. Why? Because in a way, if you're with people and you're distracted by the phone, you're not being very respectful to people that you're with. Number one, you're definitely not being present and you're showing people that your priority or your importance is on the mobile phone and not the people you're with or even yourself. Mm. And that's huge. And I know that some people find that challenging and would disagree and say, yeah, but, 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 but. And I go, no, because really, I had a girlfriend um, point this out, which is great. She said she, she was in a cafe and she's so tired of, if someone's invited you out to breakfast and she's so tired of people picking up the phone that she has a newspaper and she'll pick up the paper and just do this. So <laughs> she unfolds it and like, so she now doesn't look at him. Yeah. And I looked at that and I, I go, that's gold because it's showing them literally that's what you're doing to that's me. realization. That's what they're doing, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. You are actually picking up this phone. The phone's more important. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And you're not even making eye contact. No. You're not showing a level of care or respect or connection. Mm. And connection, we all want to feel seen and heard. So if you can't connect with someone else and be present, how do you think that's making them feel and vice versa? So I'm sure if you really thought about, and if you were honest, most people listening to this call, you'd have moments of going, I was frustrated when dot, dot, dot. I asked so-and-so a question and they really weren't paying attention or they're answering me, but they weren't even looking at me. They didn't give me any eye contact. Mm. Imagine, you know, in the office space too, you're going down the hall, somebody asks you a question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're just on your phone. Like, that's not really good team building, is it? That's not good culture. You're not actually showing up. That's exactly right. And Tammy, it's just come to mind now. And how we talk, you're talking about connection. How relevant now or th- through this year where we haven't had human contact, we've been trapped in our homes, we've been away from everything. So, yes, we've had our mobile phones in front of us, yet we've, you know, mental health cases have risen, you know, anxiety, depression stats are through the roof, you know, through COVID and obviously job losses and other things, but you're right. It's a connection, isn't it? It's that human connection, which we're lacking. Yeah. And, you know, and for the youth, I I just feel for the youth because they're so challenged now because, you know, they're really, besides forgetting cyberbullying, it's, it's even this, this, again, going back to self-worth. Why didn't I get invited to that party? Why didn't I get, why didn't I get that? Like, why didn't someone comment on this? Or I have to look a certain way. Mm. Um, So, 
it's almost like these feelings are crowding in on us. As you said, we want connection. It is so, we, I mean, you know, no man is an island. We are built for connection, human touch and connection. And I do get worried with what I'm seeing, um, you know, that's transpiring these days. There's so much fear and we have to really question what's going on. Like we've, we've, we've got to, you know, I understand and we have to be really smart and sensible with things, but there's a point and you have to ask, what are you losing? You know, what's the flip yeah. side? What are you losing by saying so disconnected and, um, and, you know, within yourself for fearful and just, you know, so it's, it's a really, it's a big one and it's a challenge, but we need to, to become more present. We have to be practicing mindful moments, mm. going for a walk outside, leave your phone at home. Can you actually maybe have dinner and put your mobile phone on the dinner table and say, no one's touching it or it goes in a basket. Mm. I don't know if, um, when I was uh, teaching meditation at Melbourne Demons, I don't know if Maddie told you, your dear brother, but we used to have um, three like um, boxes for the players, say A to K, L to S and, you know, um, T to Z, whatever, all lined up. I'd hope I just did my alphabet right. All lined up. And you put the mobile phone based on last name in each basket. Because wow. it was about be present. Mm. You don't need the device. We don't need it. But too many people are actually fundamentally, truly going to that device. And the priority is on the device rather than on themselves. Mm. And, so, and even on that, and I say, that, and I've said this before, but I think it's the, it's the best one because we're talking about um, technology right now. So who here on this call panics if your mobile phone, when you leave the house, is on say 10% battery or 20% battery and you think, oh my gosh, I'm not home for X amount of hours. How many get through my day? What happens if my mobile phone runs out of battery? Do I have a charger in the car? If, if I go to this cafe, I wonder if I could ask them if I could charge. Do I have a charger in my, you know, you see kids going, do you have a charger? Can I borrow your charger? So the panic that is setting in the value that we have on our mobile devices over our own mental health is so out of whack, mm. so out of whack. And I'll call it here. I don't care. It is completely gone out of control. It's like, so we value and we will charge our phone in because heaven forbid that would, that would fade. But think about if you meditate, you're charging your mind, you're recharging, you are plugging in and you are taking that gas tank from empty to full. Or as I use the analogy of the mobile phone, I am charging my mind. So mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, I can operate at my best each day. And, and what people don't understand is if I am building up better emotions within myself, I'm happier, I feel more joy or contentment, or I'm building my resilience. So when things do whack me, because they will whack, right? Life is going to be ups and downs. It always has been that way we're going to continue to get waxed, then I'm more resilient because I know I can do something which is come back to my breath. And if I feel like I need to have a cry, then I cry in a meditation. If it's, I got to let rid of the anger, I let rid of the anger. If it's frustration, it doesn't matter. But that's my personal time for Tammy. So I intimately have a relationship with myself and it, it's not external. And if I can build that relationship, all these other things start happening, then it's like, I then have added to my inner light, which then goes when I go outside my front door, I've added to everyone else's light. Because that means then that when I engage with someone, 
I'm happier and I feel better about myself. So I'm passing it on. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely, Tammy. And that, what a great message. And again, some great analogies. I love that one with charging your, charging your mind, you know, because we do. That's the first thing you think of is, geez, is my phone on charge? Has it, has it, did I charge it last night? Or, you know, how am I going to live without it? So that, that's just such a great message. And I, so how, how, do, how would you, what advice would you give to the listeners then, Tammy, about um, if they are experiencing that anxiety of, of, you know, being without their phone, or I know we're talking about the phone a lot, but like, you know, whether they're um, still trapped at home or what, what message would you give to the listeners about trying to, you know, get to that meditative state or, or, or try to practice something like that to get more joy in their life or to feel more clarity, as you said, of the benefits of meditation? Well, I think number one, um, like it or not, you've got to do it. Mm. Full stop. If you don't meditate, you don't get the benefits. There's no other way to say it. So you can, every one of us can make, come up with as many excuses as we want, but if we don't do it, you won't experience the benefits. So that's first and foremost, you choose to prioritize yourself and then you simply find a quiet place to sit down, mm. turn your mobile on silent, close the laptop or whatever, and really just practice some deep inhalations and exhalations. Remember, as I said to you, if you listen to this physical sound of your breath, inhale through your nose, exhale out your nose, you can't have a thought. Start small. Try five minutes. Five minutes, people. It is nothing, nothing in your day. Nothing. You will scroll on your phone for probably more than an hour a day. And I forget, Dylan had the latest stat during um, this lockdown this year, and I think think data had showed that we were on our phones. I forget the average now, but it was something like the one hour went way up how often we're on our phone. So you can hundred percent, again, I'll use the Dalai Lama. If you can't find that 10 minutes, you need 20, but I'm saying start small, start with five minutes, practice some small increments. Can you start the day by not having your mobile phone next to you? Don't have it next to you in bed. Okay. Maybe have it across the room. The alarm goes off or whatever. I get it. That's not ideal. But if your habit is, so what I'm saying is you're going to have to create a circuit breaker. It, it's too easy for you to grab your phone if it's sitting right next to you. And it's the first thing you do is I'll get on my phone. I'll get on my phone. It's a distraction and it's convenient, right? So you're going to have to make it a bit more challenging for yourself. Um, I've been speaking to people who've decided now because they have become so dependent on it. It's not in their room at night. Hallelujah. Okay, we, we do have alarm clocks. There's other ways we can set an alarm or have it really loud and just outside your door, but do some things to take yourself out of it, all right? Go for some walks, go for a run, leave it at home. You don't actually have to have, I can guarantee you the world won't stop if you don't have that mobile phone with you for that 20 minutes. Mm. So you're gonna have to create short circuits. Um, maybe it's gonna be easier if you have a friend to walk with, again, that connection. So instead of thinking, I don't know what to do with myself because I'm feeling really uncomfortable and I'm feeling anxious because I don't have my phone, okay, because you become dependent on it, you created a habit, go for a walk with a friend, all right? And just take, can I do 20 minutes with a friend and just have a, or my partner or my child? Can I ride a bike? Okay, so maybe even with riding a bike, you need to concentrate riding a bike or you're going to fall off your bike or you're going to hit a car or whatever, right? So do something that's going to take you out of thinking, I've got to have that phone connected or glued to my hand Mm, yeah absolutely tammy so for those who are listening and have never done meditation before and 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 will try it what 
what would you say if they don't have those, you know, they aren't just thinking about their breath or their, their thoughts are wandering, you know, what, what happens there when that happens in meditation? Um, well, first and foremost, I think it's really important that you actually learn to meditate properly. I mean, I, I can't stress that enough. I do think learning to meditate properly really, really sets the tone and helps you move forward. Um, having a teacher or having some um, guided meditations really helps initially because it's much easier to follow the sound of someone's breath. It also takes you away from thinking about how much time has passed. So if you know that you're doing a 10 minute meditation, and hopefully you've picked a time of day that works with your schedule and you've got 10 minutes. Mm. So it's not like, so you can then like, cause time becomes a really big thing with people who are meditating. Mm. They're afraid one, if it's in the morning, what if I go to sleep or what if I miss that meeting during work? What I'm saying to you is find the time of day that works with your schedule and pick the appropriate time frame, right? That schedule it got. in, as you say. Yeah. Sorry? Schedule it in. Like I, I love your online meditations cause I know that that's when I'm doing them. And you yep. sit and do it and feel amazing afterwards. Yep. So scheduled in. So, and, and on that note, I actually said this week, if you're really struggling, put in your diary. Can you schedule an appointment with yourself? And you can just say mindfulness or health or well-being or whatever you want to call it. But schedule an appointment with yourself. Block out the time as if you're having a, a phone call with, you know, Harry or Bob or Sue or Mary, whoever. That is your time for yourself. So block it in, set it and do it. And don't do it like on the day because you, you're not going to do it. Like do it ahead of time. Schedule a week out in advance, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all the way through. This is the perfect time of day for me to do it. What's really important too is mindful pauses, as in can even having a micro three-minute pause to read, to get you back centered, okay? If you're feeling flustered, how can I get centered and feel okay again? Oh, I can do a three-minute meditation or mindfulness pause. And you go to those and you use those. I actually recorded a lot of three-minute um, meditations and they've been amazing for those that are doing them. You know, three minutes for focus, three minutes for clarity, three minutes for stress reduction. And people are going, oh my gosh, three minutes. I've ordered my coffee. I go back to my car or I sit down and I'm waiting for my coffee and I put it on to me. I listen to you three minutes and bang. Like it's, it's but it's, you have to prioritize it so that you need to put those things in your schedule, as you said, to really do that. But one is finding that perfect, that time. Mm -hmm. I like to meditate first thing in the morning and I will tell you why. One, I like to set my day up as we've already discussed. I want it to go with loveies and grace to go in that flow. Yeah. But there's some other things that are really helpful. So my definition again was about relaxing the body, quieting the mind. So if we've just woken up and we haven't started moving our body's already physically relaxed. Mm. So you're already ticking a huge box in meditation, which is the body's already quiet. Hopefully, hopefully I've not touched my mobile phone. So I'm not into the mind going into negative news already that getting that download of negative energy first thing in the morning. I've not looked at the to-do list or my emails. So both those things are huge for already having a calmer mind. You've also had no caffeine or sugar when you've woken up or a meal. And remember, caffeine and sugar are stimulants and they're not ideal before you meditate. You want to come down. So ideally, you don't have sugar or caffeine an hour to an hour and a half before you meditate or a meal. Because with a heavy meal too or a big meal, your body's working on digesting your food. It's much harder to drop into a meditative um, state or right. flow. Okay? Yeah. 
Yeah. So I've ticked a number of boxes, right? I'm already physically relaxed. I've had no caffeine. I've had no sugar. I'm not doing the to-do list. I'm not moving. Wow, this is pretty cool. And I want to set up my day. The other thing is, and this is why I stress this too, and probably why it became such an important facet of our lives was, if you've got roommates or you've got young children, if you set the alarm, if you prioritize yourself enough and you go, you know what, I'm going to get up 15 minutes earlier for my time, me time, me. Remember, master the morning, master the day. You, it's amazing how good you feel when you go, that was me. No one interrupted me. I had that time to myself to be quiet. And I, even, you know, even after my meditation, I may journal some mornings, which is so powerful. Even more thoughts go down. It's out of my mind on the piece of paper, whatever I might have felt or experienced that meditation. And I just go, I am ready to take on the day. So it's amazing how you set up your day. So first thing in the morning is key for all those reasons I've answered. If you are in a location where, um, where it's cooler, you have to remember too, your body temperature drops when you meditate. So you want to have a blanket on you. You want to sit up in bed. Um, so that's why I used to just, that was first thing, sit up in bed and I'd meditate straight away. Um, when I first, first began, though, I have to admit the first six months, because I knew I'd fall back to sleep. I was like, oh, I'm so tired. I'd have to physically get up and go splash water in my face, brush my teeth, and I'd come back and I'd meditate. Perfect start, right? So I just, I made sure I did those things that I knew was going to give me the best opportunity to meditate well. Yeah. So you do set up the field to meditate, Chris. So once again, if you get a meditation, um, platform or program or teacher or um, some downloadables. Um, it is so, so empowering to do that. So yeah. important. Well, maybe let's do one now. What, what, have you got like a 30 second or minute one now that we can all do? Yeah, we'll do a three minute one. Okay. Okay. So we'll one. okay. All right? This would be great. Okay. So I'm going to ask any of the listeners, just put your phone on silent so it doesn't beep and you don't get distracted. And I just want you to close your eyes. I just want you to take a deep inhalation in through your nose and out through your mouth. Audibly exhale. Really let it go. Again, inhale through your nose and exhaling out of your mouth. And one more time, in through your nose and out of your mouth. Audibly exhale. Become of the environment that you're sitting in, the chair you're sitting on, and just drawing your awareness into your chest. And now inhaling one, two, three, four, and exhaling four, three, two, one. Inhale one, two, three, four. And exhaling four, three, two, one. Inhaling one, two, three, four. And exhaling four, three, two, one. Inhaling one, two, three, four. And exhaling four, three, two, one. Inhaling one, two, three, four, and exhaling four, three, two, one. 
and inhaling one, two, three, four, and exhaling four, three, two, one, and inhaling one, two, three, four, and exhaling four, three, two, one. And with each continued breath, just feel your muscles relax, allowing the muscles to unwind as you become heavier in the chair that you're sitting upon. And just continuing with the inhalation and the exhalation. Just feeling the connection between the breath and the body's responses. Feeling supported in this moment. There's nowhere to go, nothing to do. Simply listening to that sound of the inhalation and exhalation. And now perhaps set an intention for the remainder of your day. Something you want to see yourself achieve. And see yourself doing that with love, ease and grace. And I want you to feel into that. It might be something really easy. It might be making that phone call or going for a walk. It might be connecting with someone again. Whatever it is, just see it. And now as you feel into it, just feel that expansion. And just feeling into how that is if you've done that. Is there a sense of joy or lightness, satisfaction? contentment and if you can just even just building that further just get a slight smile to your lips now as you relax and now just gently bring your awareness into the room that you're sitting in again just sensing how you're feeling opening your eyes I'm just sensing if you're feeling more relaxed. How is that, Chris? Oh, Tammy. Oh, that was amazing. I'm, I feel I didn't do my meditation this morning. I, I just, it's funny. It's, and that's all it takes, isn't it? Like it can just take a three minutes like that. That was amazing. Just was, to, I, was, I was watching the time on my, on my this computer here as we do this podcast. Oh, we? Okay. Right. Three minutes. It was three minutes. So that's, it's really powerful. It's that's so all it takes. It's all it takes. That's it. And, um, you know, and it's such an empowering tool. And again, right now there's so much overwhelm. If you just know you can do this to build your resilience, three minute pauses, you're so, every person on this call is so worth it. Your loved ones are worth it. Every person you know is worth it. Just, I, you know, I really hope people spread the word and just, you know, let people know there's a tool. It's really easy. There's a simple tool out there that we can all learn to do that's going to make some transformational shifts and changes in your own life to help you navigate life to the best of your ability. Absolutely, Tammy. As I said, I just feel, I don't know, I feel like I've even got even more energy now. Like I just, yeah, it's an amazing feeling. And again, as I said, I put my hand up, I don't do it enough, but when I do, I really enjoy it. And it's just such a, we just need to do it more, don't we? We need to look after ourselves more and, and really um, prioritize ourselves. That's exactly right. Tammy, I'll finish up. I'll, I'll, a couple more questions for you. What are three of your life lessons or pieces of advice that you'd pass on to 
anyone out there who wants to either follow their dreams or find their purpose or, or, or anything like that? What, what are your three life lessons that you've discovered in your life? Oh, I love that. Um, number one, I think um, one of the biggest lessons is that you actually have so much more personal power than you realize. Um, and you're able to achieve things that perhaps, you know, we're the ones that set this limiting ceiling and it's amazing. We have this wealth of wisdom and knowledge within us, these gifts. And if we tap into those, we really can exceed our own expectations. So personal power is number one. Um, one of my big life lessons actually occurred when I was about 21. It was from my late grandfather and he was dying of cancer and, it was in that moment, you know, you can take from a challenge or something really, really difficult and learn something. It's been one of the greatest lessons I've ever received, which is not to live with regrets. Mm. So if there's something you want to do, do That's it, fine. go for it and give yourself the best opportunity. Um, you know, he died with some regrets. And I remember at that time saying it had such an impact on me. I was so close to him. And, and to see him in that state, knowing he had regrets was something that I'll, I always said, I just, I just don't want that to be my journey so um you know if there's a will there's a way so not living with regrets and the third thing would be really um i guess coming back to what we've been talking about this whole time um love yourself you're worth it like really really value yourself you're worthy of it and everyone else stories. you know we will transform our world if we truly learn to love ourselves because we will operate from a space of more kindness and compassion, not only for ourselves, but for everyone else. And, and it's a game changer. Absolutely. Tammy, they, they were three amazing messages and, and life lessons. I, I just want to acknowledge you. Thanks so much for coming on today. It's and sharing all your wisdom and knowledge and teaching us all about the power of meditation and, you know, and the importance to slow down and really become present in our lives. I just think it's, it's so important. And um, yeah, you're truly doing wonderful things. And, 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 you know, for me personally, you know, my life's certainly been enriched by having you and, and, and Rosie and Dylan and Tyler in it for the past 10 years as well. So, yeah, thank you so much, Tammy. Really appreciate it. No, you're welcome, Chris. And thank you for having me too. I just wanted to let your listeners know because, again, you know, you don't often know what you don't know. If, um, if you go to my website, I do have some free <laughs> meditations. I'm just going to say. Yeah. So if that was something that you really like. There is free meditations there. And I actually have a new, um, new online platform. We're building a big community called Love Your Mind. And truly, it's, um, it's a pretty um, empowering community where um, you can get the, the meditations. You can link with me. Um, as Chris said, I've got the live webinars each month. But I'm also doing meditations, linking in a private group as well. But there's a wealth of information there just to really support you on your journey if that's something that resonates with you and you want a bit of support. So it's there. Absolutely, Tammy. So, so that's TammyRuse.com on your website and your social media. Or how else, where else can people find you, Tammy? Yep, on Instagram. So I do have, as you mentioned before, I do a live Instagram uh, meditation every Tuesday at 10 a.m. in Australia. So, um, and that's just uh, Tammy. And, oh, you're going to make me look now? Sorry. Okay, I've got just Tammy. Tammy underscore Ruse. Yes. So yep. Tammy underscore Ruse, you can go to my Instagram and live meditations there. Um, but once again, I think that's a really, you know, between my website and the different platforms that are there, you can see my online courses and my book. Um, there's different offerings there for you. But 
Um, and I am running a 14-day free um, trial at the moment. So there's no obligation. Check it out. You have absolutely. nothing to lose. Absolutely nothing to lose. It's 14 days for free trial. Yep. So I really encourage all of you. And please, if you know someone who's needing a bit more support, even if it's for just that 14 days, they want to try it. Honestly, this, this, it can make a really big difference. So, um, you know, keep looking after yourself and practicing that kindness. Absolutely. I'll put all those links in the notes and in the bio and also the links to the website and in in those um, courses as well, Tammy. So thank you so much. Final question for today. What is your, what is your definition of success? Oh, what is my definition? Oh, wow. That I got, um, living your life according to what you desire and you want not for anyone else but for you so that's my definition if i'm living my life according to what i want um that's my it's not according to anyone else's desires or what someone's telling me i should do it's living my life according to me i think that's important for everyone because yeah that's that would be my takeaway live live life according to your own dreams Amazing, Tammy. Thank you so much. Really, really appreciate it. And, and great to see you. Gee, Hawaii looks good right now. <laughs> <laughs> Hawaii is good. And, um, and again, I just think, yeah, it's um, feeling a bit blessed here. So aloha, Chris. I hope aloha. to see you. Again. I'm missing my aloha vibes. <laughs> I hope Thanks. to see you soon. Will do. Thanks, Tammy. Thank you, Chris. What a timely episode that was with the vibrant and energetic Tammy Ruse. I just love Tammy's positivity, her passion for living a life full of potential and love, her incredible insights and benefits for practicing meditation and mindfulness on a daily basis. And finally, I was inspired by Tammy's awareness to be present. We all need to get better at recharging our minds, slowing down and appreciating what is happening right in front of us. It really was such a pleasure to have Tammy on the show. And just a reminder, guys, if you enjoyed this episode today, please share it with your friends, tag me on Instagram, and subscribe to Apple iTunes and Spotify accounts so you don't miss an episode. Until next time, you guys know what to do. Get out there, face those fears, and live those dreams. You'll be okay.